this is Walleye Talk. It's way too loud. Too loud. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try it again. Let's see if it, if it, if it stays, it stays. But right now, pretend like we're starting over. Hey, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Will Newer. I'm Dan Ryan. We just got done fighting. We did. We're wearing the same shirt, Abu Garcia. We got in a lot of trouble today because we were dressed similarly and people said that we had lost our razors. Well, that's what happens when, like, tomorrow is my first morning of head off yeah. in weeks. I have wanted to shave for quite a while. Me too. It's oh, getting out of hand. My wife is looking at me. She wants me to shave too. How come? She doesn't like it at all. Why don't you like it, Brie? She just don't. She just don't. She just don't. Well, I, I for one love it. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, we are fishing guides. We talk to the computer about fishing, and then you hear about the fishing on your computer or phone. Is that a Here, good listening apparatus. However you want to do it. Yeah, we are sitting at the Ryan resident Ryan Cook residence. Mm-hmm. It is June somethingth, middleth. Eleventhth. Yep. There you go. One one. Uh, it's raining outside. My Wally League got canceled. Weekly Wally League got canceled because of the weather. It hailed today. I know. Hailed on my boat. Oh no! Oh baby. The great thing about Leech Lake is that you can see it coming. You know, and I do feel like I'm pretty good at timing it now. Can get out. Mm-hmm. And they were biting real good right at the end, too. This little girl, this little, she was nine. Her bobber went down three times. Like, as soon as it hit the water, it just turned up right and went down. Caught a fish, did the same thing. Three in a row, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't want you to be out here during what's coming next. Right. So we ran home. Good memories, not bad. No, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, what's on the schedule for today, Dan? I think it is not to be cliche, but it it's is... It's cliche to say it's cliche. Okay. It is transition season. Tis the season. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, maybe even tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we've got the, the current... Well, we've had the last week. This is going to change. It's been too good to be true, honestly. Right. right. So... Things are going to change, and that's all right with me. I like the new challenge. Um, but yeah, we're definitely going to be into summer stuff in, in the a near A week. Future. Yeah. At most a week. Yep. So this week we're going to talk about, uh, we'll cover our week in review just to let you know what's been going on. Um, maybe talk you through a midsummer checklist. We talk a lot about how to prep Spring for the whole and fall. season. Yeah. Get it going, like, cause there's things that you should do right now to prepare for what's next. Mm-hmm. And this might be the best time to to do the prep stuff because, well, we'll talk about that later. It's a good time to do the prep stuff, right? Um, we're gonna do a what if scenario. New segment. New segment. The what if segment brought to you. Uh, this idea was brought up from a listener, and then we'll do the weekend preview. What you and I are gonna be doing. And then we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Just real quick. Fast and efficient. Right. I do want to just, wa- I want you to walk out on this dock here and I want you to cast a bobber one time. So we've got a dock. We're going to walk out on the port dock. 
You're going to cast a bobber. The bobber's going to go down. How big of a bluegill, bluegill do I need to catch? Only walleyes. Okay. Only toothy critters off this porta dash. Well, if that's what porta dock guarantees, that's what I'm going to get. I think that's all you catch off of porta dock. Maybe, yeah. If you don't catch a walleye, it's because a muskie ate it. <laughs> that happened to me this week. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll hear from our sponsor. Porta dock. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Dock.com. Porta-Dock.com. Find your local Porta-Dock dealer today. Porta-Dock.com. So, not to sound like a broken record, but it's been a good week. Yeah. Yep. We are enjoying the best spring in years. I think so. Since and I don't 2014. even 2014. I don't even want to give myself credit for it. I really do think fishing has been really good. Yeah. I think we had the late ice out, cool spring, but it was a nice balance. The water warmed up enough. But not too warm. Not too warm. Then it stabilized. And then the wind blew. And the wind blew. Then we got a cool down. Perfect recipe for good fishing through the first part of the season. Right. We're, we're a month in now, right? Like this is what month? This is a month. This is a month. It's June 11th. And I'd rank this one of, one of the best. One of the best we've. Like you. That I've ever experienced. You probably. You're, you too. Yeah. For sure. Um, and it's a lot to do with the cool temps. I think so. Yep. Um, people can complain about, oh, gosh, it rained every day. But we crushed in the rain every yeah. day. Just got to go out there. Rushed. Just got to go out there. Yeah. And, like, our, the great times, like, because I would consider these great times, they're waning. But there's still some good times to be had. But, yeah, for sure, our tactics are going to change. And I think I don't think we have much longer to go on this sweet jig and a minnow bite, but boy, I'm gonna enjoy it while I got it. <laughs> All right, talk about your week then. Um, your your some, week would be the week after the tournament. The tournament. Um, I I had one bad day on leech, but the day before my bad day, we absolutely crushed, and then I went to a lake around here. And we had a, like a, what I would consider a pretty good day on a small lake. We caught four walleyes over 20 inches. And we caught some like beautiful keeper perch. It's pretty odd. Which is super odd. It wasn't on woman, which woman's got a great, is a great perch fishery. Yep. But it was not on woman. And we caught some beautiful perch fishing for walleyes. So it's like, yeah, let's m- make a milk run out of this. In the same area we're catching, you know, walleyes. You know, we caught three, caught some perch, caught a walleye, caught a few more perch. Um, and then, you know, yesterday leech was great. And then today I went back out to leech and caught some crappies. And I'm not even a crappie fisherman, and that was a blast. Yeah. I get why. Okay, I'm, I apologize to every crappie fisherman I've ever, like, put down. That crappie fishing is a blast. Well, we do a fair amount of it, just not this time of year, usually. Yeah. And I you should explain, like, why were you doing that? Uh, so, we filled out yesterday. They didn't want to be over the limit. So, we went crappie fishing today. And, dude, it was so much fun. Yeah. We talked this morning, and I was like, ooh, you, like, made a tough day today. Or a tougher day today because you did so good yesterday. Right. Which is 
an unusual position to be in. Yeah, and I was super happy. I mean, it was a super fun time. Like, I get why people do it. Like, we went into some back stuff, some backwaters, and we went and looked. Like, I'd drive my... So if we didn't catch anything in the areas I'd fish, I'd drive my trove in there and, like, see what's in there. Yeah. And it was super fun. Bunch of life in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's not just crappies, but there's big bluegills and bass that are living in there. And, I mean, if you were targeting them, I'm sure you'd catch a bunch more. I mean, we caught a bunch of bass and caught a few bluegills and caught a bunch of crappies. It's super fun. And, like, you can definitely tell which ones are females and which ones are males. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, this one's a keeper. This one's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're going to let this one go. She's uh, a plumful. <laughs> How did you catch your walleyes this week? Uh, this week, I caught a handful on leeches and rigs. Like, maybe five and the other 40 came on jigs and minnows. And I don't think it's going to last very long, but... If you're gonna fish this weekend, you gotta have minnows. Yeah. This is this will be the last week I tell you, you gotta have shiners. Mm-hmm. But you absolutely have to have them right now. Yeah. You have to, and they're easy to take care of right now. With the cooler days, there was a couple days last week where they where it was were eighty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? You still had to have them. Oh, for sure. My my problem is not the 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 finances behind them. It's the keeping them like in a long day right if you're gonna fish for eight hours keeping them so that they're they're good to go at the end of the day you know right it can be a little bit of work and they're super temperature sensitive that's my complaint i shocked mine yesterday yeah me too all mine were dead yeah but it didn't matter (laughs) you just caught them on dead ones yeah which is awesome as long as it got color but yeah yeah color and uh what would you say Let's talk about fishing a dead minnow, right? Okay. What's a, what's an acceptable dead minnow to fish? If your minnow is shaped like a fish hook, yep. that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You got to throw that one out. Yep. But if your minnow is even like white, instead of blue, it's white, mm-hmm. and it's straight, you can catch them. You agree? I would agree. Um, you can't rig with them. People always talk... I This is one thing that comes up quite often with folks. I have customers who are they want to switch their minnow too soon. You know, mm-hmm. they'll ask me like, can I get a new minnow? And the answer is, so, is, is no. Like, or, you know, I will, I will if they're really feeling like they need one. But if I look at it and it's got color and it's, God, what is the word I'm looking for? It can't be rigid. It's got to be. If it's lacking rigamorgus. Yes. It's got to be, it's got to be a little floppy. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Right. And then there's also people who, like, I have to keep an eye on them because their minnow's upside down. It's and shaped like the letter C. Yeah. That You can't catch them on that either. So let me tell you a little something about yesterday. Yesterday was just a good day and it didn't really... Like, yesterday does not prove a point, but it just is a scenario where this stuff can happen. So the guy missed a fish, brought it up, and I tried to get him to stop. Okay? But his... Minnow, he just missed one and it, it was scone mm-hmm. from the t- like halfway up the tail down. Yeah. And he pitched back out. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. and he got out there. Oh, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And I was like, well, next time you come in, we're going to get you a new minnow. About a half a jig stroke in, a boom. He caught a 27 and three quarter. <laughs> after he, 
literally just missed. I, he set the hook. Oh, I had one. I lost it. Brought it in. Cast it back out. B- boom. Got it. Crushed one. It was super cool. Yeah. But just shows you how sometimes it just doesn't matter that much. But you should try and have the best presentation you have out there when you can. Yeah. I think you have to look at it from like what the bait looks like. So it's got to be, it can't be rigid. Otherwise it's going to look weird. It can't be hooked funky. Otherwise it's going to look weird. Mm -hmm. Like those are the main things in my opinion. You know, folks ask about having a living minnow. I'm like, well, did you see what I did to the minnow right when I grabbed it? Mm -hmm. It's not going to live for very long with what I just did. Right. So that's not ideal. And yeah, sometimes they'll kick for quite a while. um, And that's great. But it's more about what they look like. When you are jigging it. Right. Yeah. And like when you, like if you just jig it under the water and you like where you can still see it and you see like what that action with that minnow has, you'll see it does like a little flip in motion. Mm -hmm. You you gotta have that. If it goes up and it just like, yeah, you can't, you can't have that. He did a little tilt twirl motion with his finger when he said that. Yeah. That the, the the noise should have told people. Like, right. brr, brr. <laughs> um, but anyway, I caught, I caught a bunch on leeches though. I I caught. I bet I caught half on leeches. But you're doing a lot different than I am. I'm doing different stuff for sure. I did. I mean, I fished a jig and a minnow as much as I possibly could. Uh, the ones I did well on offshore. The shallow water thing has been going for sure, and I think it'll still go when the wind blows through for the another weekend. Week. Yep. Um, and then it's simple, like, let's get this boat moving. Let's get, like, let's just... Arts under the ground. Yep, let's just jig fish. But um, the offshore fish, those fish have either been catching them. So I've been doing a bigger jig stroke on, on fish that are up off the bottom, and they've been catching them. Or they've been sucking them off the bottom. And that's probably more common. So they, they've wanted the bait, that jig in a minnow, right near the bottom. it. You don't even feel the bite. It's not a good thump. It's just like, all right, something sticky, especially when you're fishing fairly vertically. Um, and in that deeper water, you don't, you got a lot of line out, so they're not going to feel you right away. You know, something sticky, and then you can sit there and watch it dance a little don't. bit. Yep. Um, but then Lindy Riggin leeches has worked pretty good. I think it would work really good if I fished it more. I haven't been fishing it all that much. I've had a couple trips that it was real important but i've been fishing a slip auber a lot last couple weeks which has been a fun way to catch them i'm trying to expand my fishing my walleye fishing horizons and that's been a fun way people like doing it it's a good way to you remove a lot of the variables if you if you do that so try it out if it if it piques your interest if it at all sounds interesting fish a big slip auber this week and um and i only tip those with leeches Somebody asked me, like, why don't you fish minnows under these? And part of it is that the if you're going to fish a minnow on it, it's got to be alive. You have to fresh hook them right away. Yeah. You'd be burning through spot tails. Every time you want to move at all. Take them off. You'd have to take Kill them off. One. Yep. And even after a couple minutes down there, this time of year, that spot tail shot, you know. Right. You could do it with a big with a red tail or something. But or creaky or something. Yeah. I haven't been that creative doesn't seem like it's that necessary well, yeah it doesn't seem worth it if you're yep. catching them on leeches leeches are cheap i can't remember if i said this last week but i'm gonna say it again 
somebody asked me for a Leech Lake fishing report, and we're done with this, but it was last week for sure. A, an honest fishing report on Leech Lake would be that you can catch fish in 2 to 26 feet of water. You can catch them on minnows, crawlers, or leeches. You can catch them on a jig, a lindy rig, a spinner, or a bobber. Like, you could catch them any way you wanted last week. And the same holds true for right now, um, but that that's that's also changing, you know. So I uh, I appreciate that that report for sure. Yeah, just a nice little window of time we get. We get two weeks. Yeah, and we'll uh, appreciate it while it's here. Right. Because it's not going to be here forever. Break time. Yes. Break. This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. One thing you may not know about Full Stringer is that they hand sort all of their leeches and night crawlers. That means that John, Marsha, or Lacey looks through each and every one of those little critters, make sure you've got the best that can be, and they package them up. One thing that makes them one of the best bait shops in Minnesota. This episode brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. I want to start this one. Try. So see what, see what happens. Will, you know what's going on, uh, Dan. We're getting to midsummer, and uh, I feel like you're trying to make fun of me. We want to be prepared for the midsummer stuff, and so like, what do you got to say about midsummer? Midsummer is the slowest time for walleye season, but. If you're prepared, you can make the most of an opportunity. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm going to re-spool rods for sure. Okay. I'm switching my walleye mono stuff. My mono... I, I, I sound just... You're, you're spot on, by the way. <laughs> like, I was just try, I was trying to counteract it, and I just... I sound like You were that. trying to sound like me? No, I was trying to just talk normal, and I sounded just, just like, like you. That's why people listen. They listen for, for you to getting, talk like you. You're getting all in my head. All right. I, I was giving you crap, and now I'm, I'm back complimenting up. you. How can I do... What do you want okay, me to do? Okay, so we're going to start fishing the little stuff. We're going to start dragging little jigs. We need to switch from our... Uh, I'm going to switch from my big uh, polycar- copolymer mm-hmm. to my like six-pound monofilament. And I'm going to leave that be for two months. And then you need to make sure that your braid rods are, are either ready and like make sure the braid is good or you need to re-spool your braid like right now because it's rigging season. Make sure that you have your weight system ready. Make sure you have plenty of rock runners. Make sure you got plenty of Fusion 19 hooks and barrel swivels. Dude, barrel swivels. I... I swear I buy barrel swivels like every other time. I go to look for them. I've got like six in my box, and that's <laughs> never enough. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, they're 99 cents. Make sure you have hundreds of them. Yeah, buy bunches of the terminal stuff. Yeah, make sure you're ready. Um, Even the weights, the weights are like whatever weight system you use. Like buy, buy like five seasons worth. Right. Spend, spend 80 bucks on weights. And then you're done. You're done for a while. And you don't have to worry about it. That that would be a real. I've had. The, I've never had it come up, 
where I ha- I've run out, but I've like worried about it, you know, like couple breakoffs, you know, I, I look in the box, I'm like, okay, I've got four three eights. No problem. That's enough. Like we're all right. Now we broke off two. So I've got one, like I've got one spare three eights right now. Right. And yeah, you don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. And like for, with those rock runners is super, super easy yeah. to, to just have extras. I do think that it's not a problem, right? Like you could get away with a half or whatever, but for a guide, you want everybody at the same weight, not so their fishing is the, so that their fishing experience, like their rod, they could get away with a half ounce, no problem. But you want that angle to be the same for you yourself. You want the angle to be the same for everybody. Right. Right. Especially if Less you're trying tangles. to, yeah, if you're trying to manage four or five lines in the water, um, you want everybody on the same size. Right. Um, I guess that's my checklist. That's your no, checklist? No, and make sure you've got uh, sunscreen in the boat, because otherwise you'll look like my like me. You're doing all right. Doing better than usual. Yeah, that's true. What I would say is, for those of you who are really trying to figure things out, right? Like, you're, you're trying to get after your weekend and make the most of it. Whatever you think you might use, make sure your rods are ready for it. Don't say, like, all right, maybe we'll pull spinners tomorrow afternoon. Because I, this is a point I brought up all, all too many times, but like the barrier of you having to stop and tie a rod up or two for spinners is often enough for you to be like, well, maybe I'll just check one more spot with the Lindy rig. And then you'd never even try the spinners. Right. So in my boat, all the rods, not all of them off, like I, I gear up the rods. My customers are going to use for usually it's two presentations. And they're sitting in the corner right by me. And then I have any rod that's sort of the experimental rod, something I think I might want to try. I have one of those, for usually for me, depending on what it is, laying in the corner. And the reason I do that is it's like a visual reminder, right? So you can't get these fish to bite. You're glancing at your graph. 12 inches from your graph is a jig wrap rod right there, right? Right. Ready to go. I don't have to walk past anybody to grab that rod. It's there. It's ready to go. Like, all right, might as well, right? What's it going to hurt to try that? For it's not going to hurt one bit. Same thing with, like, anything you might think you use, at least put one of them out and ready to go. Right. That way, it's a visual reminder that this is something that's easy for me to do. I'm ready to go right here. I Let's think get I can, Yeah. And that, that has certainly made a difference. Because then you get one hook set on a jig wrap rod, right? And then maybe another. Okay, everybody's going to try a jig wrap now. Right. And then, and then, like, you're motivated. This seems to be working. This is solving the problem. And it's fun. It's fun. Let's, oh. Then I don't care about grabbing them out of the rod locker. Right. Because right? Already, you already know it works. It has worked once or twice. Right. And the customers are like, okay, he's got two on that. I guess I will get out of his way so he can get me ready to right. catch one that, that way. Well, I want to get on that train. Right. Anything you might need. And then I do think bait management stuff, the the little details we've talked about in the past, you got to start doing that stuff. So really have to take care of your bait now. Mm-hmm. Frozen frozen bottles of, of Even water. Even your leeches. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're cool out of mm-hmm. the sun. Um. My wonderful wife just bought a, our, our fridge took a dump, so she just bought a mini fridge for, for the bait. Sitting in the, it smells brand new. It doesn't even smell like dead Got that crawlers. new leech smell? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I think those are those are good things to do because it, like I said, it's transition season for sure. For sure, things are gonna gonna switch up pretty quickly here. Yeah, and if you're a weekend guy, like if you don't do it, you're gonna like next weekend will be different, and then next weekend will be different, and then next weekend. And then you're way behind. Right. So you like wonder on your drive home on Sunday, like God, I wonder if I could have gotten them on spinners, right? Right. So then maybe, hopefully, you come up the next weekend. They're still biting on spinners. spinners. But maybe we're like past it. Maybe that you you missed your little window. So lay a rod out for whatever you think might work during the Mm day. That's what I got. Good enough. Let's take another little break and we'll get to the uh, what ifs. This one stop tip of the week. Uh, is going to be about jig wraps. Uh, so the jig wrap season is starting, and at all the month, the whole month of June, the one stop's got jig and wraps on sale, six for thirty dollars. That's five bucks a piece. Uh, it's two dollars off the number nines. It's dollar fifty off the number sevens. Dollar off the number fives. So if you're looking to bulk up, get ready for the jig wrap season. One stop's a great place to do it. Carry all the colors available, and we've got you know five sevens and nines in stock. We're fully stocked right now, so get in there, bulk up on something you're gonna use the rest of the summer. Okay, next segment we're calling the what if segment. What if your house was on fire? Put it out. Okay. All right, uh, another break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this came from a listener though they were saying instead of just doing the what to expect this week how about just like a purely hypothetical like spell out a fishing scenario what would you do so we'll do this for a couple weeks see how people feel about it one of us is going to give the other a, a hypothetical fishing scenario any time of the open water season and then we give an explanation of what we would do, which is pretty much like the job. Right. right? You got you to gotta put together the puzzle the best you can yep. and with so, the pieces you have. Right. Uh, we don't... I'm getting the first question. Oh, yeah. I got one. I have Locked. No, I have no idea loaded, what Wilbur is going to go. say. Just came up with it just a minute ago. All right. So, Daniel, let's say it is 4th of July weekend. 4th of July comes mm-hmm. on a Thursday... It's 4th of July weekend. It is warm. It's 80 degrees outside, sunny. You got a slight breeze, east, southeast. Okay. Water temperature is at like 73. You have to catch eating, like you got to catch fish for a fish fry. Oh, man. On this is... Little Boy Lake. Oh, you gave me the lake too. Yeah. What are you doing? This is the toughest. I mean, I don't. I get. I thought I went to myself. I said, "Will Wilbur, what is the hardest thing you could have Dan do?" All right. Oh, and it's okay, and it's a morning trip starting at eight. Okay, sure. All right, so I'm dealing with a busy lake for sure. Oh <laughs> you say God, that again. so busy, so busy, busy on the lake. busiest weekend of the season. Yeah, not just for fishermen, but boat traffic. Right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the weed thing for sure. I don't think that's a surprise for anybody who listens to us. I'm gonna for sure do the weed thing. Um, 
I'm going to hope that we're catching walleyes. I'm going to put ourself, put our, put us in, um, sections of weeds that I know have walleyes in them. Oh boy. Little boy is tough too. All right. The weed bite out there is it, like, you can catch them in the weeds, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's always been a fairly difficult weed bite. Yeah. Like surprisingly difficult. Like it should be, it has wonderful cabbage. Right. But maybe that's the problem is there's All too right. much cabbage. Here we go. I've got like three spots in mind. I think eight o'clock I can sp- start at spot number one. East, southeast wind. East, southeast? All right. I know the spot for sure. I'm going to, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to spot number one. Which Super would, steep break? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly which Starting one Starting there, we're pitching 16th ounce jigs and night crawlers into the weeds. We're going to do that as long as it'll last. I think we're going to get like three or four out of there. Do you have any leeches on those jigs? Yeah, maybe mix a leech in. It depends on the customers. The nightcrawler thing is pretty tricky because I do think a full nightcrawler on a little jig is the best way to catch walleyes out of the weeds. But You see how it wiggles? But, yeah. Okay. But uh, if, if people... You can lose a lot of night crawlers that way. You can miss a ton of fish. You can fish. miss a ton of fish. So if 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 people get used to the feel for a perch or a sunny or whatever, something pecking at them and they're able to work it away from them, then I think we stick with that. Because um, it is for sure, th- if you know, the, it's a good thump when it's a walleye. Well, they, you they know, smack You it. know it's a walleye. They smack it. So, and then maybe I fish, no, I'm fishing a nightcrawler. Maybe I give one person, one other person in the boat a leech just to see. Spot number one, eight o'clock to nine thirty at the longest, probably, probably more like nine. Then spot number two, I think is also out of the boat traffic world. So I fish spot number two, um, up in the corner doing Do the same thing. Is it a rock pile or is nope, it a- still weeds, weeds with, uh. Pretty steep break and some reeds around it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spot number two, that's maybe a half hour doing the same thing. And hopefully we just get a couple like kicker fish, right? Some maybe like a nice pike that they want to keep or... You're right. Um, that's got that 24 to 36 slot. Right. Which so, which makes the pike, tw- the keeper pike a little bit easier. Almost, yeah, right. Because there's a lot of 22 to 23 Actually, inch... Thinking about that, I would probably get a few minnows mixed in. In 4th of July, I'd be fishing goldies probably. Right. Spot number two, half hour, 45 minutes. Spot number three, 15, 20 minutes, a little bit of a last-ditch effort for for the pitching jigs. And then I'm going to go pull spinners shallow from on the north end. To try and just get fish in the boat. Yep, yep. And would I'm that be pull... all night crawlers or would you do some leeches too? Um, yeah, leeches and night crawlers. I'm probably going to do a half a night crawler on a single hook on a spinner. So like on a leech spinner, the spinners that right. if you're, if you're buying it, you're buying it to pull, to pull leeches on. I'm going to do a half a night crawler on that and then pull some leeches. It's gone. You get it? No, you, you got it almost. I think I am like, I'm going to be optimistic. I think I end the day with five walleyes between, and we only get to keep three of them. One's 14, two of them are 17, and the other two are 22 inches. Yep. And then we've got two 22 and a half inch pike and um, five bluegills. Five nice. Five bluegills. Nice. That's what I'm doing. I'm happy with that. That'd be a, that would be a super 4th of July bag. For sure. 
How do you feel? Like, do you, are you wore out? out. At, are I'm you wore out. out at the end of the day? For sure. And it's only a half day. Only a half day. It was really hot. Right. There and you're worried about boat traffic. Boat traffic. There's people having a good time all over the all lake. All over. And you're trying to catch a walleye. Just trying to catch a few. That's a good one. That's Thank a good you. one to start with. I know. I thought of the most. So in my mind, I was like, okay, Dan, I want you're, you're, you like challenges. I wanted to give you the most challenging situation I could come up with. We were just talking That's about in the near future. Fourth of July weekend. That, it's just around the corner. That And those, like, the, the eight days, the four days on either side of it are probably the hardest part of my guys' season. Sure. For sure. After the bugs, before like our late summer, before they just stop moving. Right. And before, honestly, before we get a, a good, before we're committed to, hey folks, walleye fishing's pretty tough. How right. would you feel about catching some paying fish? Right. And having, and being able to follow through on that. Right. I've done that around the 4th of July and had the pan fish cause me some big headaches. Really? Yeah. It's usually, like, that's the very, very start of it for me. Of like my consistent panfish bite, it's probably like July tenth that I'm like, okay, we're catching bluegills and crappies for most of the day. Hopefully, we get some walleyes early in the morning or late in the evening. Right, and that lasts for a long time for me. I do that a lot for July we, and so and since I covered your same model, I have the exact same problem. <laughs> what do you mean? Where, um, we uh, were. I'll fish panfish after the walleye bite's kind of tough, you know. I'll start fishing panfish, you know, sunfish, bluegills on the weed edges, hoping to pick up some walleyes. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a good plan. It really is the it's best plan. It's fun. It is, the, it is the funnest plan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... I like to do the walleye or die thing with people who are really committed to it and, and have realistic expectations. They have to, yeah, they have to understand there's only a handful of bites all day. Mm-hmm. Or, like, lucking out. Like, right. w- picking the right lotto ticket. Right. Which can happen, for sure. Especially in the lakes around here. Yeah. But, you have to put your time in, and it's not every day. No. If you fish seven days a week, fish sunrise, sunset... You only have a couple a month, a few a month, not a couple, a few a month where there's like, we had a great walleye day. Yeah. You know? Hopefully August is different though. I think. No, Aug- August Aug- can't. August is. I don't want August to be different. We crushed in August. Well, yeah. You're different than what we're describing. Oh. Yeah. I have had August where they're a grind. We smoked them last August. We, we smoked them. I think it's a sign that we're like getting our stuff together. Dude, we had it together last last August. Yeah. It was that was fun. Right. I couldn't wait to get back out there. That night crawler, it'd just go you'd have it and the figure would just start quivering when you'd see him <laughs> on the ground and it'd go boom <laughs> and then it'd go straight and then it just come sucking out of the spool. It's, it's like, okay, I think he's got it by now. And you flip it, and it's got a wicked tuna on. Oh, we God. did. We talked a lot about how they were like just fired up because they're dude. They so smoke warm. it. I did. I talked with a another good fisherman out of Pikedale. You and I spend a lot of time out of Pikedale these days. Mm-hmm. We eat a lot of burgers at Pikedale. Delic- these I had days. one tonight. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, who, when I'm Lindy rigging a night crawler, 
the the runners, the ones that just take off on me, are probably the ones I miss most often. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have just wait there. Why? I don't I don't I don't know for sure. But this guy, he agreed. He's like, if they're running with it, those are the ones I miss. And really? I'm the same way. And I don't know why. I I I have a theory that they're if they're running with it, they're they're picking it up and they're running because they have friends around, right? So their main goal is to grab it and get it away from their buddies. So when they're doing that, they're they're not worried about getting it Eating down the it. gut. They're trying to get it away from their buddies. I don't know. If anybody else has a prediction for why, or if you have a similar, I'd, I'd be real curious if other people have a similar experience where rigging a nightcrawler, if they pick it up and they're just tearing line off, if those are the ones you miss, I, I'd be curious. And I'd like to hear your, your guess as to why. Cool. All we got to do is a weekend preview. Okay. What do you want to do? Um, what are you going to do? So, until the water warms up a little bit more. So, I think we just had a pretty good storm come through. It's going to cool the water temps down, and we're going to have some cooler nights this week. I'm still on a jig and a minnow kick until probably looking at the forecast, probably Saturday, maybe Sunday. And then I'm pretty well committed to the midsummer program where you're pulling rigs and starting to pull spinners. I'm going to look at some of these humps. I'm going to start heavily committing to the jig wrap program uh, we're we're there like it's I think the right so. it's the right time of year and if i can jig wrap instead of pull spinners i'm gonna do it because it's way better <laughs> it's so much fun oh it's so much fun uh i'll have some tillies in the boat i'll have some johnny daughters in the boat i'll have some jig wraps in the boat um and I'm gonna try that. That's what. That's my. That's kind of what my end of the week plan is. Is to be probably jig wrapping by then. Hopefully not. But if the water temperature is warm enough, that's what I'm gonna be doing. Gotcha. On Leech, on Leech Lake, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I'm less committed to the jig and a minnow. I don't. There's not a lot of wind in the forecast, so I don't think. I'm going to do some, do much shallow wind-driven stuff, maybe once or twice. Thursday, I think Thursday I'll probably try. And then I think I'm going to live on the humps for a lot out there. On the smaller lakes, um, on Woman, I'm going to Lindy rig a Nightcrawler a lot. I'm going to look at deeper water. I do know that I missed some shallow fish this past week, and the water was pretty warm this past week. So I do think they're still using that shallow stuff. And then um, and then the weeds. Gonna gonna fish the weeds. I'm also gonna ask my customers to be flexible with where we fish, because I do feel like there's gonna be some little lakes that I that there's I, good that bites and bad best. bites. Yeah. So some flexibility from where people wanna fish and what they wanna do. If they're walleye minded, let me let me fish the region. Don't don't drag right. me to a lake. Right. Oh man, next week's episode will be way different. We might just be bumming, otherwise we'll be flying high. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting week, that's for sure. Like this is the if you want to talk about some of the biggest transitions of the season, 
I would say this week, and it might be next week, but like I'm prepared starting this week for this to be the biggest transition of the season. Yeah. Um, to, to going to, to, to summertime tactics. Right. I would say, though, if you like pulling spinners, if you take some pride in pulling spinners... Do that, it. That's what I would do. Do it. I um, I think you'll outfish me a couple days this week if you're pulling spinners. For sure. If you commit to it, I think that that's going to be a really, really good tactic right. this week. I don't and think that really matters the, what lake you're on either. The problem is like you might be pulling spinners in 7 feet of water, or you might be pulling spinners in 20 feet of water. That, that would be the puzzle for you guys to figure out if that's what you like to do. Right. I'd like to catch one on a spinner. Have fun. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to hold on to this jig. I'm going to start using hair jigs a bunch because that hair jig bike is going to start. You always talk about that. I've never seen it work. Talk to me next week. All right. You're going to say that either way now that I, I called bu- you I out. bought hair jigs this week. Because I thought it was going to happen. Got a mosquito. Good. Thank you. Oh. Call it a twofer. Bree, you saw it. You saw it here first. I got twofer. We got to be done. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's been nice knowing you. I'll probably talk to you next week. Next week. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, oh, gosh. Never mind. Tell me. What if, us, what if one of us died? No, come on. No, I said that out of sarcasm. Would you do it without me? No. This is while I talk with Will and Bree. <laughs> I feel like Will and Sonny would be a better pair. What do you mean? <laughs> um, keep the questions coming, though. I we got a question this week. I I really think that one was great. We the same guy Eric gave us another one. We'll cover next week. Brett um, was gonna get back to me today. Because okay. we were going to record the podcast tomorrow. Oh, so yeah. I'll have a question or two from Brett, too. So Weirdest Eric's was like the weirdest walleye bite you figured out. Well, I've, I've got a couple. Well, that weirdest implies one. Okay, well, so I'll, have have to, to, I'll have to funnel them down. All right, you got a whole week to think about it. Okay. Are we done? Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll share, like it, share it, comment, live it. Oh, God. That was douchey. Rough ending. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks.